We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're rolling. Next question in today's episode of the mailbag. We're coming to you live on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. If you guys are here, do me a favor and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Maybe even hit the notification bell so you don't miss out on any uploads. I got podcasts. I got press conferences. I got you know posts and, and pictures. So uh, do me a huge favor and like the video and subscribe to the channel. Definitely helps support and uh, definitely helps the algorithm. So don't want to ask that too many times, but love the support that I'm showing, seeing from you guys. Next question from Oregon Updates. Do you think the Ducks 2025 class will be better than the 2024 class? Um, I think that they're certainly off to a really hot start, right? Oregon's 2025 class already has uh, a number of really, really high-profile commits. Uh, the headliner of the bunch is is Dallas Wilson, uh, who I'm told is going to be a five-star by the time this cycle is over. He's uh, ranked number 24 nationally, six-foot-three wideout out of Tampa, Florida. The Ducks only have four commits, but that's good enough to earn them the number four class in the country, uh, according to 247 Sports. And you also have Achilles Smith Jr. at quarterback out of San Diego. Adrian Wilson, a super crafty and explosive wide receiver that the Ducks flew from TCU. And then Sandman, Chavez Sandman Thompson, uh, an interior offensive lineman of the state of Florida. So they're off to a really good start. Um, I think that they're, I'll tell you this, I think that there's a chance that it can be better just because of the early momentum that they have on the recruiting trail with this class. I've talked about it in, in previous cycles and, and with other coaches. I think one of the one of the separators between those good recruiting programs and those great recruiting programs is who can juggle the current recruiting cycle while also looking ahead to the next recruiting cycle and, and generating some momentum there. And they have it early, so it's only going to make it easier, I think, to parlay that momentum with some of these other recruits. They have some really, really good wide receivers, like I mentioned. I think that's super important. And they already have their quarterback squared away. Um, but we have to see if they only want one quarterback. But either way, having that guy and those guys to build around early, I think gives you a chance to possibly exceed what you're going to do in 2024. But right now, it's I feel like it's a little bit too close to call as far as if Oregon's 2025 class is going to be better than the 2024 class. Sure, it could be, but we just don't know how this 24 class is going to finish because it's already pretty full. You already have 22 verbal commitments. And the guys that you're still in the running for are pretty elite guys, pretty top-tier guys. You're going to be selective there. Um, so I think that that's going to help you, uh, excuse me, from a ranking standpoint, 
finish with a, a pretty decent haul. So I think it's it's subjective, right? Do you want the high rankings or are you looking at this from a, who's going to have a, an on-field impact, who's going to be able to see the field early? I think that's another marker that you have to look at here when you're kind of evaluating the class, how many of those guys can you get on the field early um, and can really just make a name for themselves from the jump. All right, next question. Uh, today we have, this might be a joke, but I can answer it anyway. Uh, Jessica Lee says, Max answering, will we land any five-star players this cycle for the hundredth time? Uh, yeah, this, this is a question that gets asked about quite a bit uh, in terms of just uh, five stars that Oregon can possibly land. Um, I'm not making any predictions on them right now, but as far as the five, star that, five stars that Oregon has the best chance to land that are still on the board, uncommitted, uh, you're looking at Aiden Breland, defensive lineman, elite, elite guy. He landed on uh, Andrew Ivan's 50 freakiest recruits uh, list in high school football. So go give that one a read if you haven't already. But he's a special guy. You don't really see that many kind of just freakish, dominant defensive linemen uh, in that 6'5", 6'6", 290, 300-pound range uh, in high school on the West Coast, that is. So he's an absolute priority. Ducks are going against Georgia, Texas A&M, Miami, and the like. And that recruitment, you also have Brandon Baker, his five-star teammate, who plays on the other side of the ball at offensive tackle. I think Oregon still has a good chance there, but you're seeing a really, really strong and legitimate push from Texas for Brandon Baker as well as Nebraska. He's going to be official out to Lincoln next month in September. Uh, Ohio State is also remaining involved, even at Tennessee. But fortunately for the so he still has a daily contact with the league carry. He's done a really good job developing that relationship. Uh, and Dan Lanning has done a good job as well uh, from a head coach perspective. personally involved in that recruitment. Um, I think those are the two five stars that you have the best chance with right now. Uh, maybe you try to flip uh, a lot of rushing away from, um, away from the Wildcats. But that's not going to be uh, – Granted, there's still quite a bit of time there. I'm just trying to see what other five stars um, you know, they have here. I feel like Williams Winery is going to be hard to put from Missouri, seeing that he's a state guy. Um, you know, Oregon was in the running at one point for Colin Simmons, but now he's committed to Texas. Um, Justin Williams we talked about already, so don't need to hit on him again. But, yeah, Brandon Baker and, and Kobe Black as well, a five-star corner from Waco, Texas. He looks like he's turning towards the Longhorns. Um, so, yeah, it's really Breland, I think. Breland Baker, rushing. Those are uh, those are the guys that you have the, the best chance with, in my mind. So, a little bit of five-star talk, but had to name them. Got another question. We're almost through the mailbag on Twitter. Uh, four spots left. But question from Howard Ehrlich. Ehrlich, sorry if I'm not happy. Right, but Howard's question: Four spots left. Name them. Um, so let's see. If we're just operating on Oregon, can only take four more commits this cycle. Um, I think that Braden Platt at linebacker is probably your most obvious one. You get him in the fold, and you round out that linebacker core. I think Jason Brown Jr. is another one, just because it's looking like, in my eyes, Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington are probably going to go to the NFL next year. So then that way you can bring in Dejon Riggs and Jason Brown Jr. to join the likes of Jordan James, Dante Dowdell, and Jaden Lamar here in the 20, uh, they came in the 23 class. So I think that's two 
if you if you're just operating on four spots, but you got Braden Platt and Jason Brown Jr. I think you need another offensive lineman. Uh, that's kind of what they're looking for um, in guys like Eddie Pierce, an interior offensive lineman, also out of the Tampa, Florida area. Uh, they're also in the mix for Jordan Seaton um, out of IMG Academy, formerly at Washington, D.C., St. John's, where the Ducks found Dejon Riggs. So a little bit of familiarity there from a school standpoint. I mean, maybe you don't need a, a, an offensive lineman because I think that Devin Brooks has some center ability in his game as an interior guy. So maybe Oregon could just be done at offensive line. I don't think it's a super, super pressing need uh, if, if it really came down to just taking four guys. You want to try to get Baker, but like I said, I think he might be trending away from Oregon for the first time in his recruitment um, for, from what I've been able to get a, a judge on, a handle on. And you also have Sione Laulea, who is just, uh, you know, he's he's a, a unicorn at that at that cornerback spot. You just don't find a lot of six four corners, and I think that he's a guy that Oregon is going to stay heavily involved in, involved with until he makes his decision. And then, other than that, I think you're looking at um, defensive line with uh, Aiden Breland, who I already mentioned, and uh, Jericho Johnson also has Oregon in his final schools. Uh, he comes out of uh, California, Armijo High School in Northern California. He has Oregon, Washington, USC, and Utah as his finalists. So I think it's a pretty pretty small pool of guys that we're working with uh, now on the 24 and the 2024 class, you know, people you have to keep an eye out for. So I think that was more than four spots, so maybe there are more than four players, but um, those from, for my money, I think those are the guys that Oregon has the best chance with. I think they're also involved with, uh, Roger Saliapaga, who is a 2024 wide receiver tight end guy out of, uh, Orem high school in Utah. He's kind of slow playing his recruitment, but he's listed on 247 at 6'4", 195 pounds. So I think the Ducks are also trying to get another receiver, uh, in, in this class. So that's another one that you have to keep an eye out for. Um, but th that's a really good story idea, just kind of focusing on how many spots Oregon has left and, and who are some of those primary guys, those premier guys that they could be going for. I might be missing a couple, but those are the best ones that come to mind uh, for me. Last one on Twitter, this one from Unique Syntax. Uh, question is, do you wear duck gear when you go to high school games to watch slash interview recruits, or do you prefer to stay neutral with regular clothing? Yeah, this is an interesting question because I think I, I tell a lot of coaches or, or parents what I do, and then they'll say, oh, so you recruit for Oregon, and, and I'll say, no, I, I don't recruit for Oregon, but I, I cover Oregon on the recruiting trail. You know, I want to go see those players, interview those guys, cover those guys, those top recruits that are considering Oregon in their recruitment that the Ducks are pursuing on the recruiting trail. So I always try to prefer uh, to stay neutral. With regular clothing, I don't wear duck gear when I go to games. I don't wear duck gear when I go to practices um, because it's I, I don't want to I don't want to push anybody towards Oregon. Uh, that just happens to be the, the school that I cover, so I prefer to stay as neutral as I can. Uh, I definitely want them to to make the best decision for them, um, whether it's Oregon or uh, or another school. So I always prefer to stay neutral. Uh, fun question there. I appreciate it. So those are the the ones I got on Twitter. Now I'm going to hop in here uh, on uh, the live chat and get a couple uh, before we get out of here. Uh, 
1055. Can you give some insight as to what we've what you've seen regarding well, Coach Stein's intended scheme? Uh, fast, short passes, or more down the field focus? Um, yeah, I I, uh, I definitely still need to do some research as far as what we saw last year at UTSA. I tend to put a lot of my focus on recruiting, so I, I probably haven't learned as much about the scheme as I should or as I'd like to. But I think with Oregon's players, with their personnel, I would definitely think they're going to probably have more of a downfield focus, just, just given the success that they had last year with Bo Nix. Bo Nix doesn't have the you know, most impressive arm you've ever seen. Um, it's not just like the ball flies out of his hand like it's shot out of a cannon. But that said, he's more than capable of pushing the ball down the field. That was one of my favorite parts of Oregon's offense last year. We finally saw the return uh, of the deep pass. And uh, that's just something that Oregon's been needing for so long. And with this stable of wide receivers that they have, how can you not have more of a down-the-field focus um, with guys like Troy Franklin, Ted Johnson, um, Gurion Dickey, uh, Gary Bryant. There's just so much talent at wide receiver. I think that you're, you're going to see a healthy mix of, you know, all three levels, short, intermediate, long. Um, but you definitely want to focus, in my eyes, on that long pass. You use the run to set up the play action. That's kind of football 101. Uh, and we expect Oregon to be a really, really good running team. And Stein talked about how the, the run game is still going to be a priority uh, in, in his offense in 2023 with the guys that they have uh, with Carlos Lachlan. Fuck here, you know, Whittington, Jordan James. So I think we see more of a down in the field focus from Stein as far as the passing game is concerned, uh, but definitely excited to see what else we can learn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Up the scope is a frequent listener and viewer. Thanks for the question. Uh, nice. Thank you for live, Max. What are your thoughts about our recruit, recruiting class and finishing in the six to eight range? Um, yeah, that's... Let's see. Six, six to eight would be would be tough, but I think if they can flip some of the guys that they're still involved with, and if they can land a couple of guys that they are still uh, in the running for, I think that uh, I think it's it's 
possible. I, right now, I would probably say I'm leaning more towards eight rather than six, um, just because of the numbers crunch. But there might be some guys, I think, down the line here that Oregon finds themselves involved with where you just have to take him and figure out the numbers later. Um, that's not really a sustainable approach in the long run, but I think it's something that makes sense if you just have those guys that are so good, you can't pass them up. Uh, you can't pass up on them. But as far as my thoughts on the recruiting class, I love it. I think it's really balanced. Um, I like how you have a couple of quarterbacks in the mix uh, with Van Buren and Moga. I love the defensive line talent that they have. That's definitely a, a position I'm putting a premium on uh, with Davian Sims and, and Keon Gray out of Missouri. Um, a couple of really talented guys. Um, Zadavian, I in particular, is someone I'm really excited about just for how athletic he is. And he's pretty young, and he's already uh, looking incredibly promising. Um, like the corners that they have with uh, Dakota Fields and Ifi Obadegwu, I'm actually going to see uh, Ifi Obadegwu in a couple of weeks uh, when him and Michael Van Buren, St. Francis, come out to play St. John Bosco. So really excited for that. Um, you have some good pieces along the O-line uh, with Fox Crater, Jaquan McRoy, uh, at the tackle spots, and then Trent Ferguson is a little bit more of a project, but that's a huge dude, and he's uh, really athletic from what I've been able to gather. So I think that he might be a little bit of a project, but he's an exciting guy nonetheless. Linebackers, love him. Martin Tootie, Dylan Williams, uh, athletic guys who can run and cover, hard hitters. Um, safeties, you got Kingston Lopa and Aaron Flowers. Aaron Flowers is one of the best safeties in the country. Uh, love that addition. And then Dejon Riggs at a uh, running back. Receiver needs a little bit of work still, I think. you got Jordan Anderson, Jack Ressler, and Dylan Gresham in the pool, but they're still going after some guys. I think you want a little bit more uh, diversity from a skill standpoint um, at the wide receiver room. You're still looking for that big, physical, imposing wide receiver, but really like that group right now as it stands. Brooks' question, uh, are there any other Texas targets for 2024? Uh, or 2025. Um, I think 2024, aside from aside from uh, Justin Williams, there's really not a whole lot that they're still trying to do in, in Texas right now. Um, I'm looking up, pulling up the rankings right now. Uh, Colin Simmons is probably locked in with with uh, Texas, so I don't think he's a guy they have a really good shot with. Terry Bussey, they were a finalist. He's the number one athlete in the state, but it looks like he might be trending towards Texas A&M. According to the crystal ball, Joseph Jonah Adonia is another they were really heavily involved with. He is a teammate with Justin Williams and ended up committing to Georgia, earned five star status at 6'4, 275 pounds. So I don't think they're super involved right now with, with any of these guys. Um, you know, Selman Bridges, they were kind of giving, uh, giving a look, but he committed to he's a corner that committed to Arkansas here uh, this cycle. Um, so those are the main guys in, in 24, but as for 25, I think you're definitely going to see, uh, Oregon continue to be really, really involved with a, a lot of guys out of the state of Texas in 25. Corian Moore, he's, uh, the number one wide receiver in the state in, in 2024, but he's already committed to LSU. Uh, I think that it's, there's plenty of time, long way to go in that recruitment. Uh, he loves Oregon. He visited in the spring. Um, or in the summer, I should say. Might, might have been both, but in the summer, I know he for sure visited. So DeCorian Moore is a wide receiver that Oregon is absolutely going to stay uh, involved with here. Uh, then you also have an offensive lineman, Michael Fasusi, out of Louisville, Texas. Uh, he is the top offensive lineman in the state, and I know that uh, Oregon is – I'm pretty sure that Oregon's offered him. He's 
the top offensive lineman in the business. Uh, why would you not? But that's a name that comes to mind. They already have Adrian Wilson committed, the number 11 player in the country, uh, in the state of Texas, excuse me. Um, Michael Terry is another interesting guy. Uh, he's an athlete out of San Antonio, Alamo Heights. He's a guy that I heard about when I went to the NFL American Bowl in January out in the Lone Star State. He has an offer, six foot three, two hundred pounds. He plays quarterback for his team. Uh, but I think he's definitely a guy that you have to keep an eye on. He's another one that uh, Oregon's offered. DeAndre uh, Ridden from DeSoto. He's a running back, 5'10", 195 pounds. Oregon has some familiarity at the DeSoto um, after landing the commitment from Stephon uh, Boogie Johnson in the 2022 class. But he ended up going to um, Oklahoma State and then is now uh, back in his home state at, uh, at um, Houston. So those are some of the Texas guys that you got to watch for. All right, just a couple more, and then we'll have to get out of here. Uh, one more question here from Raymond. Taking a, a sip of coffee for you guys listening on a podcast. Sorry about that. Raymond, do you think Jordan Birch can establish an example of an elite recruit, staying hometown hero, but after maturing a little, wants to transfer to Oregon for the NFL preparation? And then in parentheses, Elijah Rushing is who he is um, who he's referencing here. Um, so I think, yeah, so Jordan Birch is from South Carolina, stayed at South Carolina, and then things didn't quite go that way. And then Raymond is, is you know, comparing this recruitment to Elijah Rushing, who's from Tucson, is going to play for Good uh, Fish and the Arizona Wildcats, hometown hero, literally. Um, I I mean, I guess it can be an example of this if you're looking at Jordan Birch, but um, I think it, it might just be a little bit too early in terms of what ah, – that's what I was going to say. I just think that – I see, I see what you're doing here, but I just don't know if that is enough of a, enough of um, like a pick. You know, like, oh, hey, like I stayed home, but it wasn't for me, so I had to go somewhere else to take my game to the next level. It, it makes sense on the surface, but I think more so than looking at it through that angle, I think that Jordan Birch is just a guy that can develop into an elite defensive lineman at Oregon. I mean, if he comes to or he can still come to, back to Oregon in 2024. Um, I don't know if enough people are talking about that, but if he does well at Oregon and um, and can have a good year and, and up his draft stock and and you know maybe even become a first rounder, I think that is what's going to resonate more with a guy like Elijah Rushing uh, and other elite uh, edge players that Oregon's going after anything else can you see the development on the field and can you see the the follow-through in terms of just identifying recruiting developing uh and then sending them off to the nfl i think that's ultimately what you want to see if if you're uh the rushing camp uh and you're still considering oregon because they have some of the best coaches for his position uh obviously the nfl pedigree with dan landing so i, I see what you're asking in this question but i think it's more so just seeing burt develop um and have a good season. I think that 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 carries more weight than the the hometown aspect of this recruitment. It's Maddie asks, how do you see a breakdown for the twelve team playoff with a likely three with likely three power conferences? Oh man, playoff talk is. I always get overwhelmed by playoff talk, especially since the season hasn't even started yet. But um, 
I think that obviously you're going to have some of those those heavy hitters, those blue bloods, the story programs that are always there with with Alabama and Georgia, uh, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Clemson, uh, Florida State, uh, Oregon, USC. Um, I think Oklahoma could be in the mix there. What's that nine? Um, uh, I don't know if I already said Florida State, but I would put Florida State in there at 10. Um, I think that they're a, a really, really talented team, and I'm excited to see what they can do this year. I think that they're getting enough hype. That's two more. I think I already said Clemson. Um, uh, Notre Dame would be in that mix, I think. Uh, certainly. That's 11. Um, and then give me Penn State. I'll throw Penn State in there as well. Um, so I just rattle off 12 teams that I think uh, could be in a, tw- uh, a, a playoff. Um, not going to go too much more in depth there just because we're, we're kind of running out of time here, but uh, definitely wanted to ask a question. I appreciate you asking. It's Maddie. Um, LFBP Fishing, love the show, Max. Thank you for the content and all you do. Thank you for tuning in. Um, happy to do it. 18 people in here and only one like. Come on, guys. Support our dude. Appreciate you. Uh, got got another question here. Maybe we'll make this the last one. Up the scope. Ask who are the kids you think we can flip that are already committed. Um, I think that the the best shot that they have would probably be um, would probably be Elijah Rushing. Um, I'm just gonna look up the story because I can't remember um, who else I I listed here. Okay, so you have. Uh, Nate Frazier, I think that one's going to be tough. Jeremiah McClellan, I think we'll have. There's more of a chance um, than people think with uh, Jeremiah McClellan in Oregon, even though he's committed to Ohio State. Elijah Rushing, I think just the the geography, uh, or it was really Oregon or Arizona, so I think that they have a chance to pull that one off. Um, Justin Williams is committed to Georgia. That one's going to be super hard. Um, and then I also listed Isaiah Garcia, who's committed to Utah. He's an offensive tackle, but I'm not feeling as confident in, in that one as I was when I wrote this that story initially, uh, just after talking to some more sources um, on that one. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that you have to you have to keep an eye on the Georgia guys, even though it's kind of a long shot. So I'd say Elijah Rushing is definitely the commit that they have the best chance at flipping. Um, Dakota Fields was obviously in this conversation. I tried after he committed to U, uh, USC just to say, you know, they're still involved. They're still involved. So uh, I thought that was a guy who was going to end up at Oregon the whole time. It was just a matter of uh, of uh, when, not if. But that, that's my answer for that one. So a uh, little bit of a quicker show today. Uh, but uh, we got about 40 minutes in there. So that, hopefully that was uh, enough to hold you guys over. But before I get out of here, do me a quick favor, guys. Like the video and subscribe to the channel and then hit that notification bell and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, family, and other Duck fans. And make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. I'm at mtoursports on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at Oregon Football Max Taurus here on YouTube if you're watching us. Uh, and then you can read all my content over on ducksdigest.com. And um, go ahead and, and uh Follow the Ducks Digest Instagram as well. It's just at Ducks Digest. I've been ramping up daily posts over there, um, trying to get to a thousand over there, and then just past twenty four hundred here. So really appreciate you guys for all the support. Uh, ha- everyone have an awesome weekend, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Tax day is coming. Oh no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.